I think it's true that all of us would like to be happy. And years ago, I heard a song by Bobby McFerrin, and I rather liked it. It's entitled, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Has anybody ever heard of that one before? Oh, good. Would you like to sing it? It is on YouTube, but don't look at it right now, but you can look at it after Mass. So it's a fun song with a lot of lyrics that kind of capture what fears and disturbs us, worry and other things in life, and those would be things that would not make us happy. So here's some of the, the lyrics that I'd like to share with you. So it goes, here's a song that I wrote. You might, might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry, be happy. In every life we have some trouble, but when you worry, you make a double. Don't worry, ain't got no place to lay your head. Somebody came and took your bed. Don't worry. The landlord said your rent is late. He may have to litigate. Really? Don't worry. Ain't got no cash. Ain't got no style. Ain't got no gal to make you smile. Don't worry. Because when you worry, your face will frown. And with that, we'll bring everybody down. Don't worry. All right, we got it. We've got this down. So worry, worry steals happiness, the song says, including the tough spots in life where people find themselves, having no money, a place to live, or possessions being stolen or taken away. But I guess I'm going to have to go a little bit in a different direction than Bobby did in terms of talking about happiness. Because there is, as the catechism of our church says, a natural desire that you, as a human being, has for happiness. And guess who put that desire in your heart? You're right, God did. God put that desire for happiness in your heart. He's the origin of it. And the reason why is not to make you miserable or to cause worry in your life, but to draw you unto himself and to, for us to see that in order for us to be truly happy, now this will sound kind of cliche, but it's actually true. In order for us to be truly happy, happiness is found in God. He put it in our heart to seek him in happiness, and so when we find him, it's found in God. And while knowing about God is truly, truly important, where we can find this, this teaching that I just shared with you to be so authentically true is when you have and pursue a personal relationship with God. You're not going to necessarily find your happiness in a concept, right? You're going to find your happiness in a person, God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, so how does God, how does Jesus make this happiness occur? All right, well, we heard in the gospel today that Jesus went up to the mountain. Whenever he does that, it's like, we got to be listening. we got to be paying attention because he's going to offer some very profound teaching to each and every one of us. Now, recall that he'd already asked his disciples to follow him. And how did he do it? In a personal way. So these guys were personally invited by Jesus to hear this teaching. And the crowds got wind of this. And they came and Jesus didn't turn them away. Why? Because they wanted to encounter the person, 
of Jesus. Okay, so he told us the way to happiness tonight. He used the word blessed, but we also authentically can also use the word happy in terms of all of the teachings that Jesus gave. So this is the sermon about what makes us happy in life. And right away, maybe like me, the alarm bell is going to go off and say, well, wait, I, I'm not quite sure that what Jesus says is going to make me happy. But what do you expect, right? I was saying to myself, what do you expect? Jesus is not going to be going according to culture and what is popular to think, but rather he's authentically teaching us what happiness is. Remember what, what the, another's passage in Scripture says? My thoughts, God said, are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. Well, this is an example of it. Jesus shows us the authentic way to happiness, and it's not going to be necessarily what we think. So extracting from the Beatitudes tonight, here goes. What makes one happy? What will, what will do that? And that is, first of all, don't be proud. And the kind of pride that I'm talking about is what happened with Adam and Eve when they decided that they were going to be God and God wasn't God. And so they turned their backs on him and sinned. And what happened is they made themselves the center of the universe. It's, it is the all about me kind of thing. And we see that all over the world today. And, and what happens in terms of this pride, when a person makes themselves the center of the universe, then the, the human being, as far as the gifts that God has given, starts to degrade. Because we make our feelings more important than what we think. And it should be reversed. We make our feelings more important than what we think. And we don't allow ourselves to be formed in our thinking by God. Because life starts with me and ends with me. So whatever I feel is right, whatever I feel is wrong, whatever I feel like doing is right, whatever I don't feel like doing is wrong. And that gets all messed up. And we see it all over, all over today how messed up that is. So what makes you happy is don't be proud. And then he says, instead, humble yourself or be humble. And basically, what that means is recognize where you came from. We will on Ash Wednesday. Remember, when we impose ashes, we'll say, remember you are dust. And unto dust you shall return. That's saying, remember that you were created by God. You didn't create yourself. And God lovingly brought you into this world. He chose to bring you into this world because he wanted you to be in this world. And that's wonderful. That's outstanding. But remember where you come from. And remember who you are in terms of your creator, God. God is first, and then you're second. But that's the perfect order. It's wonderful. Everything's going to be okay if we always live God first and then the person second. So, so in that way, be humble. And remember your humble origins. All right, number three kind of follows right along. Recognize that you're a sinner. You and I, recognize that you're a sinner. Because, what is that saying again? Oh, yeah, pride cometh before the fall. See how that works together? Pride, universe is all about me, and I'm not going to see that I'm a sinner. I'm not going to see that I've transgressed the laws of God. 
So let's just, in humility, let's recognize that. Because when we do, what happens? We turn to the mercy of God. We know that we can't save ourselves, and we say, God, you're the only one who can save me. And when we turn to the mercy of God, we turn to the forgiveness of the cross, we turn to the reconciliation that Christ won for us with God through the cross, wow, then things change in our lives. We humbly say, Jesus, you are my Savior. And we come to a very profound realization that's, that's a game changer in people's lives. It's very simple as it is profound. We come to know that we are a loved sinner by God. He doesn't throw us away when we admit that we sin. In fact, it's the opposite. He desires to reconcile with us. And then we know, then we know the mercy of God. How graciously he bends over backwards for you and for me. That's cool. Then another part of that beatitude, and I've been saying or hinting at it anyway throughout the homily, and that is seek a friendship with God. Be single-hearted. Seek friendship with God. Like I said, he desires a personal relationship with each and every one of us and will not block or impede that relationship. And in a friendship with God, we walk with God in terms of these ways of happiness. And God shows us the way to happiness. So seek that friendship with God. And finally, as Christ made peace between God and us through the cross, then live in that peace. Don't live, as the song talks about, don't live in worry. Don't live in anxiety. Well, yeah, there's plenty of things to be anxious about. There's plenty of things to worry about. Take it from me. I'm a chief worrier. If you want any kind of lessons about how to worry, come to me. It'll be a 15-course master's program, and you'll get a great degree. But I tell you, that's, that's, not, that's not what God desires of, of your life or, or desires of my life. He didn't create us to worry, but he created us in order to know him and to trust him and to find peace, even in a conflictual world, because we know him, because he won salvation for us. Live in God's peace that he offers. Okay, so what I've preached, you're not going to readily find in the world today. And in fact, there will be people who are going to say, what I just said is all wrong, or is foolish, or is Pollyannish. The world will reject this teaching that comes from Jesus Christ. And sometimes, as Jesus said, because we want to walk his way, the way of happiness, the way to happiness, there will be people who may reject us or persecute us, if you will, because of that. Just remember, though, happiness comes from God. It doesn't come from the stuff of this world. It comes from God. So here's one thing that I'm going to ask you to do. Probably most of us consume YouTube or podcasts or Spotify or whatever all these other things are. 
uh, we pr probably find ourselves on the, on, the, on the internet looking things up or whatever it might be, or books or films, whatever. Whatever you consume, whatever you bring into yourself, whatever you bring into your home, I want to invite you to consider whether or not what you're looking at, what you're reading, what you're listening to, all of that, I want you to consider whether or not it's leading you to authentic happiness in your life. Is it, is it teaching you what happiness is? Is it, is it touching your heart in a way that God is touching your heart? Or is it appealing maybe just to emotion or to, to incorrect thinking or, or, or whatever it might be, or kind of faddish thinking and that kind of thing, the, 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 the self-help kind of self-centered stuff? Whatever it might be, look at and listen to what you're consuming with the perspective of, is this what Jesus is teaching as the authentic way to happiness? And if you find, oh, some might be, some isn't, okay, then where's the best place to go? And that is to go to the mountain where we are right now and sit down at the feet of Jesus and hear his teaching.